Hello guys, welcome to another podcast. Uh, I trust you all super well being with me around the world. Uh, I'm trying to get into a habit of uh, describing the weather to you guys as well as something positive for every podcast. So, how's the weather? Well, it's a bit early in the morning, but it has been raining through the night. And, uh, it's kind of cold, uh, but if you know anything about me, you should know that I love the rain. So, it's a good sign for the start of the day. Uh, so, look forward to the rest of it. And uh, hope you guys are good, wherever I may be. Uh, lockdowns, no lockdowns. Uh, just hope you guys are okay. Uh, so let's get into it. Our topic for the day is uh, mental slavery. And uh, to be honest, I've kind of really, really, really procrastinated on this one. So like three weeks since I did the last episode. Uh, maybe it wouldn't be three weeks for you guys because you guys just have to click next on the last episode and uh, you have this one. But it's been a long time. Um, I don't know. I've had many reasons for procrastinating but uh, I don't know it's been a difficult topic to work on now uh, mental slavery is a wide topic I guess a very complex topic because uh, it's, it's, it's something that's very tangible it's something that's uh, very mental I guess uh, so where do you even start uh, just off the bat, in the mental slavery, we have psychology, we have emotional intelligence, we have social engineering, we have society, culture, biology, all these things working together to create uh, our mental paradigm or our mental framework by which we live, by which we make decisions. So, yeah, really, uh, to get into it, you really need to cover at least something small in all those things I just mentioned. I'm sure forgetting something, but uh, I'll mention it as soon as I remember. Sorry, just me, just in the chair. Uh, so, I don't know where to start. Um, have, you ever, have you guys watched The Matrix? Or if you haven't watched it, uh, please do. It's, it's a great movie. Anyways, in the movie, uh, people live in this computer simulation called The Matrix, and the hero, or pro- pro- yeah, the hero of the movie, takes a red pill and gets to wake up from this uh, fake world. Uh, anyways, yeah. So in the movie, Neo wakes up, but uh, the rest of the humanity is just left in the Matrix, none the wiser. So no one has a clue uh, <laughs> that the world is a fake place where. All the energies are stolen and turned into electricity by the AI robots that are taking over. So, yeah, mental slavery is kind of like that. If you can't see the walls and the chains, how do you know you're in prison, yeah? Or do you wake up if you don't even know you're in prison in the first place? So, yeah, that's that's why mental slavery is so difficult. You don't even know yourself that you're under limitations. So... Yeah. So if you can't know you're in a prison, how do you even start planning the great escape? Um, you know, also enough a story you guys might have heard or not. Uh, have you guys heard the story of a circus elephant? Well, uh, go a bit like this. So when a circus gets a baby elephant, uh, I think it's called a calf. What the circus masters do is tied to a very very strong tree with a very strong chain. So, because elephants are naturally headstrong, the little elephant will do all it can to try and escape. Uh, so, the baby elephant will pull and pull, but of course the chains will break as it's just a baby. Uh, you have to remember, like, grown elephants can easily uproot whole trees when they're fully grown. Like, uh, an elephant bull will just come and 
pull up a tree by its roots. So they're quite strong animals. So anyways, so once this baby elephant is unable to break free, it kind of becomes a slave to the system. So when it's a bit older, um, the slave, the slave, sorry, slave, the, the circus owners, circus masters, can just tie it to any small post or any small tree with a very small rope, and the elephant will not try to escape because <clears throat> obviously that doesn't work, you know. Uh, it tried it as a baby and it never worked, so it kind of, so it's in a mental slave, in a mental box that it can't escape, uh, it becomes a mental slave to the idea that it's not strong enough, so it's kind of how it is. So the elephant doesn't know how strong it is, you know, but the masters know. So someone is wise, clearly. Someone is, <laughs> is wise to the whole operation. So it's kind of like that with mental slavery. Uh, the guys who put you into this prison on purpose, they understand human psychology, they understand... Um, how people think, how people react, they understand emotions, and the people put you into this prison by mistake. Uh, they'll, I don't know, be like a spouse or something. Someone will just be probably abusing your rights and uh, limiting your 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 potential. So that's also a mental prison. It's not a collaborate scheme or or conspiracy, but it just happens. Your boss does it to you. Your your boyfriend, your girlfriend does it to you. Your parents do it to you. So that's another type of mental uh, slavery, yeah. Where there's not really there's no conspiracy. It's just these limitations that are imposed on your life, and you start believing them, and uh, they become your mental paradigm, your mental box. So mental slavery can come from everywhere. Like as long as you exist in society, as long as you interact with it, there are always limitations that are placed on you, uh, either by government, the powers that be, your friends, your 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 workmates, your your boss, everyone has the potential to sort of trap you in this mental space and uh, limit your full potential. So these prison systems can be passed down culturally, socially, um, and let me shock you a bit. Uh, recent studies now show that certain traumas can be passed down in the genes, in the way the genes experience. This is the field of epigenetics. So, yeah, so imagine your great 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 grandfather probably being traumatized and learning or being placed in some kind of mental slavery system. So the trauma he experiences and the trauma your great-great-great-grandmother experiences will be passed on to the offspring. kind of makes sense. Like if you have like a bunch of animals and uh, they eat uh, this tree and uh, this tree is always poisoned. I guess over time, like uh, the knowledge that the tree is poisoned will have to be passed on somehow to the to the offspring and the offspring's offspring. Maybe that is kind of the same thing, you know. Uh, if, uh, for example, uh, I don't like talking about slavery, but uh, I guess slavery is a thing that happened and it still has its effects on today's life, so we can't really can't avoid it. But can imagine the slaves, yeah? So you have these women who give birth to these kids. Uh, the kids are born slaves, and uh, these women have seen uh, the... The husbands and the boyfriend and the men in the community just being tortured and abused and 
killed for fighting back, killed for talking, killed for expressing themselves. Uh, so what's the first thing this mom will teach the kid? Huh? Uh, this mom will probably just teach the kid to, to be afraid, to, to fear the white man, to fear the slave owner, to fear the system, so that these kids can actually get a chance to grow up. So, one, the, the, the trauma is passed on genetically. Two, the trauma is passed on socially and verbally to the moms. And these moms think they're doing the same thing, they're, they're the correct thing, but you can't really blame them. They're just trying to survive and they want their kids to survive. So, that's a, an example of a mental slavery system that's passed on and reinforced even by the people who are oppressed by it just because of survival. So, this mental slavery thing has levels, yeah, <laughs> from the extreme, extreme, extreme end to, I don't know, something your mom told you that she probably she didn't have told you as you're growing up. Um, so, I hope you guys can see how crazy you can get, like, real quick, huh? Uh, you guys have heard of the Willie Lynch letter? Anyway, uh, it's arguable whether Willie Lynch was a real guy or whether this letter was actually real, but this guy, Willie Lynch, was, uh, I think, a slave owner in the West Indies somewhere, and uh, he came up with a system of how to control slaves, you know? And uh, according to this letter, is uh, you had to divide up the slaves in terms of their age, uh, create uh, like... Uh, division yeah so use age against them uh use uh the light colored slaves versus the dark colored slaves so you know africans come in very many complexions yeah we have really 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 dark guys and uh, we have our light-skinned brothers nothing against you so yeah so this really this guy would uh Put a, put the white the really light skin guys versus the really dark skin guys and so on and so on age and he had this thing where if people are not allowed to talk about their history you know so the new newborn slaves were separated from the old ones who knew where they were from so the history was lost uh, he had, used to do things like uh, again time for punishment. Uh, he personally would not punish his slaves, he would get other black slaves to punish their own kind. And, and by the end of it all, like, you can already kind of feel the mental damage being done. Like, people are being turned against, turned against their own people. Uh, it's crazy, yeah? So, that's really Lynch for you. I don't know if it was a real guy, but... I hope you guys can, can, can sort of feel the, the damage or the potential damage uh, such tactics can can do to people's psyche. Anyways, yeah, sad story. Mm. Yeah, let me just take a break and just think about that for a minute. Uh, anyways. Uh, this whole slavery thing was crazy. Uh, it wasn't any better on the other side of the world. Like, uh, Arabs also acquired many slaves from Africa. For the black slaves in, Ar- in, Afri- in the Arab world, uh, life was even probably worse because uh, they're often castrated. Uh, and uh, obviously, Islam was the uh, order of the day back then. So, imagine uh, your oppressed, your 
people are castrated and you still force uh, uh, force a religion. A lot of Africa right now is actually Islam. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Some of us uh, people, some of us who exist now, some of us guys chilling in the year 2021, 2022, we need to ask ourselves whether it's actually worth persisting some of these things that uh, we acquired some time back, you know, because the method in which we acquired them is so cruel, rough. Mm, I feel like we're selling out our ancestors by just going along by what the they're forced to, to believe in or forced to do. Like we're just continuing the, <clears throat> the mental box, the mental slavery system and passing it on it along to our children, you know. So maybe it's time we sat down somewhere and asked ourselves whether that's something we actually want to continue doing. Anyways, uh just wanted to show that uh, this day started a long time ago and it's been going on for a long, long time. So can imagine most of our values or most of our societal values uh, are foreign, probably imposed to control us. Just imagine everything you know, everything you're taught in school is limiting. Yeah, uh, no master would ever teach his slaves to overthrow him or the methods of how to overthrow him. So everything you've probably learned was a control system. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> the religion, uh, the education. Uh, even the science, I'm sure, uh, everything, everything, the way of life, way of governance. Uh, let's talk about Kenya, for example. As soon as we got our independence in 1960, a uh, hundred years before that, like we used to live in this uh, socialist kind of system where the land and the resources belong to everyone, but fast forward a hundred years as colonialism was in quotes ending and uh, the colonial powers powers were going back to their countries. The, these guys left all these oppressive systems in place. They left governments and courts, they left the police system in place, and uh, the black people who took all these systems didn't break them down and demonize them and be like, oh, these things are bad or these things are from a, an oppressive system. Let's try and go back to the way we were originally. No, they, these guys just took over and uh, became the new governors and they became the new landowners at the expense of, obviously, their fellow black men. And that's just a continuation of this oppressive uh, systems, if you ask me. Like, uh, like as long as we didn't get to evolve naturally or we didn't get to decide for ourselves what's best for us, that's an that's an oppressive system and uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of Africans right now feel very oppressed by their governments. Why? Because these guys just continued what the the colonizers were doing. Yeah? The the same systems are still in play, the same taxation, the same regimes are still in play. So nothing's really different, it's just that the, the guy in charge is not really white. And that's arguable because we still really are under the control of our colonial masters. Yeah, like uh, for example, last guys it was Britain, and if Britain says jump, <laughs> we ask how high, you know, and uh, it's just how it is. And uh, I don't know how long it will last, but until we ourselves recognize that these patterns are wrong, all these patterns. And systems are not good for us, so that will go on for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I will go on for a long, long while. Uh, so let's just uh, move on from that. Oh, I just remember the story. Uh, just a personal example of how uh, culture and systems are lost. Yeah, my 
great great grandfather was um Amo which basically means um, a white wizard you know he was uh, okay I'm Kikuyu so Kikuyu used to believe this system of energy or system of, of magic yeah? and there was good magic and there was bad magic and this energy was given by God and uh, different positions of different levels so in the community there were people who were bit more connected than others in his my grandfather was one of those guys and the story is like at a certain age uh, he would uh, get some dreams from God and God would call him and he would uh, leave his home and go to the forest for like a few days and commune with God and then when he would come back he would uh, be this guy who had like this powers <laughs> so basically he, used to, he was just uh, responsible for interceding for people on behalf of God, he used to remove curses, used to bless things. Uh, he used to be the rain man, used to be the, the doctor. He was just like a, a bunch of things rolled into one. Anyway, so by the time we were colonized, now my grandfather, I don't know what these guys were taught by the missionaries, but um, he, at some point, he, he burnt all my, my great-great-granddad's paraphernalia. And, uh, yeah, you know, Christianity is against all these other lesser forms, eh? lesser in quotes, uh, forms of, uh, I don't know, spirituality, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, he burnt all this crap, all this stuff, just burnt it up. And, uh, like, that topic was never discussed again until, like, recently. I didn't even know about this till, like, it came up in a family WhatsApp group discussion and uh, I was kind of blown away. I, I thought it was kind of quite sad that all that knowledge was lost. Uh, I'm not saying that my grand, great, 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 great dad was onto something. I'm just saying, like, we deserve the opportunity to find out. Imagine if this guy was actually talking to, to God. Imagine if his spirituality was on that level. But we will never know, you know. That knowledge was lost because of my uh, granddad, love the guy, was put into some mental box and he was instructed to to reject his own culture somehow <laughs> and uh, he agreed you know uh, i don't don't really blame the guy you have to remember like uh uh africans at that time who had been uh, conquered for lack of a better word like you have these guys who come with like this uh weapons they had guns we had spears you know i'm not saying white people were better but uh, they had better weapons so it can affect people obviously like if you are a conquered people like you start questioning your own gods you start questioning your own way of life and i can see how culture can be lost that way but this wasn't like some accidental loss of culture this was on purpose you know to 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 to, to make us malleable you know you, you really can't uh make someone conform to something if he's already holding on to something. So you kind of have to wipe their memory, wipe their past to make them conform or easily conformable. So that's what happened. Uh, who knows what happened to my great-great-great-grandfather. Uh, but that knowledge was kind of lost and uh, it kind of hurts, you know. It really does hurt. Uh, I wouldn't have minded... Uh... Anyways, yeah. So something was definitely lost. Anyways, moving on from that story. Oh, and just before I move on to that story, I know like uh, 
Christians out there thinking that uh, good for my grandfather for converting to Christianity and throwing out all my great grandfather's stuff, all his uh, wizardry stuff. But uh, I don't know. I I feel like uh, I remember reading some of that religion is for those who seek reward and spirit and uh, and uh, spirituality is for for those who seek uh, creator. I think my great great grandfather was some next was on some next level spirituality shit. So yeah. And the religion for all its big churches and some more Christianity, modern Christianity, modern Islam. I don't want to speak for Islam because I'm not Muslim, but there is definitely something missing. It's just a bunch of words and rules as compared to true, true, true African spirituality. So no losses. But, but there are people who are trying to go back, but you know, it's always difficult to go back when uh, you've lost so much actual knowledge. Like, um, like when my dad, great great grandfather's stuff was burned up, so you can imagine how much of that was lost. If there's anything that was written down, was lost. If anything was uh, some kind of ritual that was supposed to be done, that was lost. So everything was lost. <laughs> yeah, so, anyways, let's move on from that. It's like crazy things that happen, obviously, all the time. And. Uh, have you guys ever heard of uh, a famous letter by King Leopold, uh, who was a proper, proper bad guy? <laughs> I was uh, the king of Belgium at the time, and uh, in the Congo, his guy was doing all sorts of crazy things. But anyways, uh, there's this letter of his that he wrote to some of the missionaries who were going down to the Congo. And I don't want to read the whole letter because it might take a long amount of time, but uh, basically I was just getting to it that uh, he was talking about how uh, the black people already know God. He's, he's telling the, the evangelicals, it's a difficult word to, that the their mission was not actually to spread the word of God, but to actually, let me look for the exact phrasing from his letter, but to facilitate the task of administrators and industrials, which means you will go to interpret the gospel in the way it will best to be the best to protect your interests in that part of the world. So you're just gonna telling these guys like um guys uh Africans already know about God, yeah. These guys have their own rules. They know that uh, sleeping with someone else's wife is bad, they know that killing is bad, they know that stealing is bad. They have a god that uh they call Mungu, they call Nzambi and Zankomba, all these are names for God and you guys are not going to teach them about God. This they already know. You guys are going to facilitate the interests of the industrialists and the administrators, yeah. Uh, you and he goes on to say that uh, things you should teach them, huh? Uh, you should find things in the Bible that agree with. So, like verses like uh, "Happy are the poor because they inherit inherit the kingdom of heaven," and uh, uh, verses like "It's very difficult for the rich to enter the kingdom of God." Uh, like he continues to say, you have to detach them from everything and make them disrespect everything, which gives them courage to affront us. So basically, you're saying like you have to break down everything that would make them brave. So you know, like uh, bravery comes from uh, you know belief systems. If you remember the Vikings, uh, they used to have this Valhalla, uh, which is like heaven, and the fastest way to get to Valhalla was to die on the battlefield. 
and that belief made these guys like a uh, proper proper warrior you know they were like in warrior mode all the time they really wanted and and the vikings conquered the large areas of land and we always talking about vikings one today up to this day why because of their belief system so this guy king leopold looks clearly clever he was like uh, make them disrespect everything which gives them courage to confront us so like I was talking about my great grandfather and uh, he was a like a white wizard so this guy that would definitely have been thrown to the trash heap yeah because why he would have been able to say oh you know uh, god wants you to fight these guys or god wants this and this and this and obviously that was dangerous to the european so that was the african religion system african governance uh, african social systems were the first things to be destroyed you know so that they could be put in place their own systems uh, full of submission so um so he's basically just saying to evangelize to the africans so that they stay in forever in submission to the white colonialists so they never revolts against the strengths they're undergoing so he even says like recites to them every day happy are those who are weeping because the kingdom of god is for them so you can see how mental slavery can just slowly develop and becomes real real prison yeah anyways uh that's it's a really long letter i don't read all of it uh so take a bit like half the podcast but let's just i hope you guys can see what i'm talking about yeah that's still happens today you know that uh, subjugation that uh, yeah, africans are still under control and uh, the interests of the industrialists and the administrators are still represented even up to this day, up to this day uh, so because because the cultural knowledge was destroyed systematically i hope you guys can feel your prison you yeah? everything pretty much around you is a prison you know there's a prison put in place uh, just to, to recap, yeah, it didn't have to be like some weird three-letter government organization drawing up social engineering propaganda, trying to create these mental prisons, even uh, loving parents, your your boss, your child, yeah, your relationships basically can create these prisons for you. Anyway, I hope I've painted a better picture of how one can find themselves living with values and social systems that are... Uh, inherently damaging and limiting yeah we have uh social mental prisons uh, racial mental prisons prisons for men prisons for women uh religious prisons uh all kinds of prisons yeah and uh these prisons also multi-layered so as soon as you're you're done unpeeling one your prison your layer like an onion there's another layer for you to do to handle to deal with yeah? so i guess the million dollar question is or the <laughs> billion shilling question is how to break free yeah how to pull a prison break uh, who remembers that show that was a great great show <laughs> coincidentally like uh, when the show was airing yeah uh the number of prison break attempts around the world went crazy up like uh, people are just trying to <laughs> break out of prison in all various ways poor digging tunnels trying to escape from the sewer system like just crazy until the show ended but yeah uh just a random fact anyways so how do we break free from this <laughs> mental slavery yeah uh you guys remember that song by bob marley uh, 
a man uh, I think it was called redemption song yeah the months emancipate yourself from mental slavery and none but ourselves can free our mind have no fear for atomic energy because none of them can stop the time i know some of you guys wanted me to sing but i sing terribly um completely turned off <laughs> it is in this paragraph of timeless music uh but money really breaks it down yeah he basically says the only way to escape the prison is to do it yourself yeah done by ourselves can free our minds and in the second part he tells you exactly how to do it uh you must overcome fear yeah yeah so i have no fear for atomic energy basically uh because none of them can stop the time so he, he's talking about like uh, atomic energy is like uh, the greatest energy humans have ever been able to make and use uh the the whole gist of atomic energy as powerful as it is as great as and as awe inspiring as it is yeah? the only thing humans have done is learned how to break up an atom yeah we're not putting together an atom we're not creating the atom we just like learned how to split various some very heavy atoms and we they cause this uh, chain reaction here atomic energy yeah so you say because none of them can stop the time he's saying there's a greater power in play we get a force in play that you have to believe in so don't fear society don't fear the rules don't fear repercussions because it's it's not the end game you know yeah so just to recap um, understand that the things you must change uh, look at your life have no fear believe in a greater power and destiny and uh, step one of escaping this mental prison so yeah so just to recap understand that the things you must change uh, Look at your life and have no fear. Uh, believe in a greater power and destiny. Uh, but I, I really don't know what kind of mental slavery you're going through. Or for some people, it's both physical and mental. Yeah, some actual real slaves some in the world right now. Crazy, yeah. So you kind of have to define yourself for yourself what that prison is. You know, so some some social systems are okay. Some social systems are important. Maybe for you personally maybe you believe in them so that's good that's that's perfect but by majority of them uh they were imposed by someone else who was seeking control so it's up to you to decide for yourself what you think is important and what you you think is limiting and i and i know that's a difficult choice still because even even the process itself of actually deciding for yourself what's good and what's bad is also tainted because you might choose the good things and or the you may choose the bad things and ultimately the they are good things or you may choose the good things thinking they're good and ultimately deep down they're bad things. So you need a, a higher mental state, you know, I mean like you need to be I don't know thinking very clearly, thinking very honestly, uh coming from a place of truth, coming from a place of soberness, uh, a place of no fear. Yeah. This is uh, basically the opposite of anything bad. Uh, that's what you need to be to to to, to overcome this prison uh, and to drop new paradigms for yourself. So let's just be vigilant here. Yeah? Uh, we know how these things develop, how these prisons develop. Let's uh, look at the music we listen to. Let's look at the movies we watch. Let's look at everything we do and. Uh, yeah, just uh, be strong. Be strong in what you believe in. And uh, it's very difficult to, to break out of a mental prison. First of all, because no one can do it for you. And yeah, in the first place, you have to actually know that you're in a prison. Yeah. 
that's why I kind of had a difficult time coming up with this topic because it's so it's, it's a complex topic and the solution is obviously is not very obvious like the solution is not obvious it, it needs you to put in the time it's not like a switch where you flick on on and off and you, you've changed but you yourself need to sit down meditate think on what makes sense for you and uh, look at your life and see what's limiting you or what's holding you back and uh, and just deciding to change you know emancipate yourself from mental slavery yeah have no fear for atomic energy because none of them can stop all time yeah that's it uh, there's, there's no uh, magic formula it's just you your your your, your own uh, understanding of things and the determination to make things better for yourself that's how you escape better for yourself better for your children uh gosh yeah that's it uh i hope you guys enjoyed the topic uh, i hope you guys learned something i hope you guys uh already defining it for yourselves some mental slavery some mental walls that have been built up for you or even you built up yourself so uh yeah uh so you guys uh break free listen to bob Marley clearly <laughs> listen to some more of bob can never go wrong and yeah just rebel somehow yeah fight break free pull a prison break yeah so talk to you guys next time um peace and uh take care uh looking forward to it thank you for listening <laughs> bye bye